because she was like, well, you know, working's better than not working. I'm like, yeah, but I really enjoy not working. Yeah. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew. Over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com. Uh, and you can find us also on Instagram and Twitter at Namely90s with a 90s. This show is posted on YouTube every Monday. And that's at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. Finally, if you'd like to support our podcast, we'd like you to head on over to the Patreon page. That's Patreon.com. Slash namely 90s with a 90s. And now we have that out of the way. Why do I always hesitate when I say your name? It's like I've forgotten who you are. Yeah, it's not like you've known me for most of our lives. It'd be weird if it's like, my name's Andrew and that's Brandon. Like, it just seems a little bit, I don't know. My name's Andrew and that's Brandon. Uh, yeah, that's, is that your best Reba McIntyre uh, uh, yeah, yeah. impression? Um, my Herkader, uh female Herkader. I don't know why that went to you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it is impressive that you hesitate every time since we've been doing this for 64 episodes now. That's Plus right. I'm sorry. Who are you? 13, 14 <laughs> specials confused. at this point. So yeah. um, have you uh, is the entire area surrounding your um, your home and town on fire? Well, it feels like it uh, <laughs> since I'm sweating like a pig. But no, it's it's uh um, just Northern California, Southern Oregon, I believe is what is currently on fire. Oh. I did see, uh, in the paper recently that, uh, the people that caused the fire last year up in Yukaipa are, um, uh, facing a charge of, uh, unintended manslaughter and, uh, like $22,000 worth of fines or. I don't, I don't remember. This is gonna, uh, I'm going to be aging myself here, but there was a song released by the band bad religion in uh 19 or sorry, 2004 back to the early two thousands as always called Los Angeles is burning. And apparently was, that was yeah, one of the really four. bad years of fires in Los Angeles and nothing compared to what it is now. No, the, the funny thing is the song isn't even actually about fires and was not written or released because of the fires. Oh, yeah, because uh, what, what, what was we, the theme it's of that like, song? It's like about the news media. It's a, it it's a metaphor for the news media. Very good song, but uh, uh, not actually related to fire. I think I liked the previous album more, but I do recall. Yeah, yeah that song. it is a good album. They're all they're all good. Anyway, bad religion. Uh, no, well, I'm glad to hear you haven't started on fire yet. That's good. Yes, yet. Uh, thank you for saying yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, I, there's wildfires in Washington too, aren't there? There's one in uh, Wenatchee. No. Yeah, they put out the East Wenatchee one. There was another one. They, they put out quite a few, but then more just start. So, no, it's fine. We have a few smoky days here and there. Um, but 
it, it just depends on the winds and whether it's blowing in from Oregon or not. I feel like but there's no cl- major fires around here. I feel like you're closer to the people that would do a gender reveal party, like the the couple that I mentioned in the article. Yeah, except here, I think people just like, I don't know. The type of gender reveal party you have out here is like you shoot a target and it either like shoots out pink or blue dust. Ah. It's not like cutesy stuff. Like, let's uh, color my diesel exhaust and see. <laughs> it's like, no, don't do that. Uh, anyway. Actually, I, I did learn that uh, agricultural diesel is uh, colored blue. So, um, oh, there you go. If you if you ever try to steal diesel from a farm, don't put it in your car, or else you'll get uh-huh. caught. Just like in, if you try to steal from a bank and they have a dye pack in it, you'll get caught blue-handed. Except what? every every diesel is uh, blue. Tip for for all you thieves that listen to the podcast out there. Um. No, but things are good. Uh, I got, uh, yeah, I, I, it's been busy, um, you know, the usual, but I'm sure you're ramping up into leaving on vacation too. So that's doubly busy. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I've got to go on all about the, I got to drive to Seattle and drive back and then there's the airport. It's this whole thing. Yeah. We've got a lot going on this summer and then I'm like Kermit the frog over here. Those of you that can't see this because you're listening on the podcast, uh, go to namely nineties.com slash YouTube. Nice. And watch me do flaily arms. He does it the entire episode. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's good. I don't know if I was paying attention while I was mocking you with your flaily arms. Um, so should we just get into it? We should just get into it. Yeah. Um, All right. So this is the August 1993 episode. Why don't you tell us what's going on? Uh, travel back with me, listener, to August of 1993. On the first, Walter Cohen, who plays Chekhov on Star Trek, suffered a heart attack. He's still alive. I was thought he died. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen him in like a terrible fan film recently. <laughs> He's not dead. Because, uh, you know, the 90s were when a lot of the Star Trek cast died. Um, uh, yeah, the, the last movie was somewhere around 93, 94. So it was like, uh, something's wrong here. On the second, Cassidy Gifford, daughter of Frank Gifford and Kathy Lee Gifford, also actress, question mark, is born. On the third, Gail Gardner becomes the first woman to do a televised play-by-play of a baseball game uh, between the Colorado Rockies and the Cincinnati Reds. On the sixth, Secret of Mana is released for the Super Nintendo in Japan. It comes out in October for the U.S., but I know I'm going to forget that because of how Wikipedia is organized. (laughs) On the tenth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is sworn in as a U.S. Supreme Court justice. Rip. On the 11th, Allison Stoner is born. She was in Cheaper by the Dozen, sweet, the Sweet Life shows, I guess, and Mike's Super Short Show. Um, if you remember those commercials? And also, she, I think she now has like a self-help book that she just released. I follow her on Instagram. On the 16th, Cameron Moynihan is born, uh, best known from the TV series Shameless. He also played two versions of... of uh, a future Joker Jerome on Gotham. And he's uh, the main character in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video game that was popular two, three years ago now. 
On the 19th, Alec Baldwin marries Kim Basinger. Basinger? Basinger? Yes, Basinger. I was totally set to read that normally, and then the Family Guy bit. I figured uh, it was the only thing I could think of when I was looking at it was the family family guy bit Basinger uh, marries Alec Baldwin yeah on the 21st NASA lose con- loses contact with the Mars Observer on the 29th Liam Payne of One Direction is born for all you One Direction fans out there and on the 30th the 150 millionth visitor to the Eiffel Tower visits the Eiffel Tower I wonder what that number is now. That would have been good research. TV premiering and ending in August of 1993. On the 28th, we have the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on Fox. And on the 30th, we have The Late Show with David Letterman on CBS premiering. And finally, ending after eight years, eight years, uh, is Perfect Strangers on the 6th. In the box office. We have also on the 6th, The Fugitive on the 11th, Searching for Bobby Fisher on the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, except not really The Final Friday because there's tons of more Jason movies after that. On the 20th, and Friday the 13th movies, on the 20th, Surf Ninjas, (laughs) which was a parody of all those ninja movies that were popular towards the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, and on the 27th son of the black Panther, I think that was a Polly short movie, by the way, 27th son of the pink Panther and in the billboard charts, let me gain some composure here. The billboard charts, (laughs) number one for August, 1993 and from July and out through September, can't help falling in love by UB 40. And for the third week of August, 1993 at number two, we have whoop. There it is by tag Mm -hmm. team. Number, did I say number three or number two? Number two is Womp. Okay, number three is I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. Number seven is If I Had No Loot by Tony, Tony, Tony. Number nine is Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Number 11 is Woot, There It Is by 95 South. Yes. Uh, Number 19 is What's Up by Four Non Blondes. And number 25 is Check Yourself by Ice Cube. Wow. Yeah. Now let's toss across the pond to our friends, Gaz and Dange, at the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show for what was happening way back when in the UK in August of 1993. Good evening. Here are your headlines from August 1993. Unemployment falls for the first time since May 1990. Central TV becomes first ITV to screen New Zealand's Shortland Street. Oh, Carolina hits UK chart number one. Aston Villa return to the top of the Premier League. Malcolm X is released in UK cinemas. That was the evening news from our British correspondent, Dangerous Dave. Yeah, awesome. So was that um, horribly offensive enough for you? I tried my I tried my very best. Uh, I just want to say pip pip brandrew toodaloo. How about you, oh, Dangerous Dave? Oh, absolutely. Let's throw it back to those namely nineties chums. And if you're interested in following up on those headlines, you can check out Gaz and Danger's episode from this Thursday of the Insanely Dangerous 
retro segment show by checking out the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show on your favorite podcasting app. You'll also find that Andrew and I are doing a fun segment at the end of their episode called Quotely 90s, where we give them a quote and see if they can figure out what we're going to be talking about on the following Monday. So an extra reason to go and listen and get an idea of what will be coming up on Namely 90s. And now back to the show. How's that? Good enough. Fair enough. Uh, anywhere you want to go, because I apparently only have two things picked. Um, well, I was like to scan through the list here and try to make some jokes. Uh, should uh, I be telling everyone that? Clear, clearly, we should talk about just quickly. Uh, whoop, there it is by 95 South versus Whoop, there it is by Tag Team. These are different songs, right? They are different songs, but both feature a heavy... Heavy, heavy dose of chorus throughout that going woot or whoop there it is and wow. sound very similar i had to stop and be like <laughs> what is going on apparently um the song from 95 south released a month prior to whoop there it is uh and 95 south is isn't some it was their debut album uh that that was on and they're also somehow connected to like Miami Sound Machine and like all those other okay. Florida. When we're done recording, I'm going to have to listen to this because this is right? throwing me off. It's it's almost the same. The one you're thinking of is Whoop, There It Is by Tag Team. Okay. But the reason why people think it is Woot, There It Is is because there is also the song Woot, There It Is. Um, and it like almost it almost sounds similar. There's different a different intensity in rapping. I, 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 I listened to it before we started and it's just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's like releasing two movies about the white house being attacked in, in one year or <laughs> asteroids hitting the planet earth. For yeah. example. Fair enough. Uh, there are things people never would do. No. Uh, what, what else? What, no, what, what there, else? Mr. Funny man. There weren't really, okay. There's no jokes to be made there. I'm sorry. I tried. Uh, Allison Stoner. <laughs> uh, I wrote 1D uh, no. instead of One Direction. Yeah, they have 1D between the five of them. Is that the joke? No. <laughs> okay. oh, that's <laughs> the joke I was going for. Uh, <laughs> ba- Basinger? Passenger? Yeah. But, and uh, then, yeah. of course, there's the Family Guy reference to I'm going to be 500 miles by the Proclaimers. Where Peter is singing with them. Oh, he's just doing the ba-da-da-ba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I think result- he like attacks them at some point. <laughs> well, because he, he keeps trying to outdo the other <laughs> yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Um, they also, they had that in How I Met Your Mother. Um, one of the characters had like an old Fiero that he drove to 200,000 uh, miles uh, and it broke down. Uh, so, but over the time over time driving this car his lifetime essentially uh a tape got stuck in the tape deck and it was the single of the proclaimers so that was the only thing that you could listen to in his oh, car yeah. while driving well, um, let's see what else um kayla's a big fan of the secret of mana she randomly goes through periods where she'll play it but i don't really understand the game and it seems to be never ending well is i always get that confused with chrono trigger so um I was about to say, isn't it just a, a, a consistent time loop anyway? It is not. A secret of Mana is different. Um, but 
yeah. Uh, it's a Japanese RPG. Uh, do you know anything more about it? Um, all I know is that she watches this funny guy do playthroughs because he does. He does them for a lot of different games. His name is Nintendo Capri Sun. You know him? I do not know Nintendo Capri Sun. She's mentioned him before. And he's super funny. Shout out to Nintendo Capri Sun at lost underscore Capri Sun on Twitter. Um, no, he's really like this funny dude. And he actually gives pretty detailed walkthroughs and they're entertaining. So he does it for a lot of popular games. So I would recommend one watches some of his, his things. Interesting. Well, so uh, for those of you that don't know, Secret of Mana was originally released in Japan as Saiken Densetsu 2, which is a sequel to the 1991 game Saiken did. Excuse me. Sake. Sorry, it should be. I'm, I read that wrong. Seiken Densetsu 2, uh, which is a sequel to the 1991 game Seiken Densetsu, which was released in North America as Final Fantasy Adventure and in Europe as Mystic Quest. Um, so the second game, Secret of Mana, is somehow related to that first one uh, and apparently made by, made by Square Enix. That's the thing that I always forget. Ah. Um, which is why it was Final Fantasy Adventure in North America. But it's an action role-playing game. Oh, it was Square back then. It's now Square Enix. Ah, good good to know. Yeah. Um, Do you know anything about the plot? No, not a thing. Uh, The story takes place in a high... I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia, by the way. The story takes place in a high fantasy world which contains an ethereal energy source named Mana, uh, ethereal and ethereal, uh, an ancient technologically advanced civilization. I've heard it always. <laughs> an ancient technologically advanced civilization exploited <laughs> mana to construct the Mana Fortress, a flying warship. This angered the world's gods who sent giant beasts to war with the civilization. Conflict was globally destructive and nearly exhausted. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you're three boys from a small village. It's, it's any JRPG ever. It's ethereal. It's I've heard it both ways. I will say it has really catchy music. Like when you re-enter an open area, like a field mm-hmm. from a building, it's got this really like upbeat, happy sounding world music that gets stuck in my head every time she plays it. I just don't understand how it's different from the final fantasy franchise. Cause I don't know that it is uh, just looking at the screen caps. That they have the battle system looks similar. Um, graphics are similar. Although it also, I mean, it looks like any 16 bit uh, JRPG. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that's the style that it looks. But yeah, um, never played it. Not familiar with it. I don't know. We should have Kayla on to talk about this. Well, I want to, at some point I need to send you that music. It's good. It's good stuff. It is good. Yeah. I mean, any, any 16 bit, uh, any 16 bit bit music from Nintendo of that era is good to me, honestly. Um, oh, it uh, used Mode 7 for the background. What's that? Uh, Mode 7 is a... It's a part of the NES's um, graphics chip, I want to say. It's a, it's a graphics mode, excuse me, on the Super NES console. Uh, it allows the background layer to be rotated and scaled. So, like... Oh, uh, yeah, that's how you get the cool background graphics on most of those 16-bit games. Oh, wow. And there's like, a, you can look up the formula on Wikipedia if you want. Oh, wow. Oh, I see. It's what allowed for like 
uh, Mario Kart. Exactly. Yep. Oh, so I got rid of the whole top down thing. Well, Secret of Mana, there's a top down mode, but there's one where you like fly around. Yeah, I was looking at some sort of giant thing. The flying fortress ship thing. It's called the Flamey. Wow. Anyway, uh, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) What else do you want to talk about? Uh, Well, obviously, we have to talk about the fugitive, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, Harrison Ford, the janitor from Scrubs. How like, can you go wrong? That blew my mind. There, so there was actually a Scrubs episode where, because uh, it's the same actor that the plays the janitor in Scrubs. He's like the the cop that's on the, the L train in Chicago. That's like he sees Harrison Ford's character and it's like, stop or I'll shoot or something like that. And Harrison Ford, of course, instead of stops, runs. Because uh, a cop's not going to shoot in a crowded uh, train car. Um, but yeah, uh, there's an episode of Scrubs where uh, the janitor pretends to be depressed, I think, and convinces Zach Braff's character, JD, that he's like, I could have been an actor. And he convinces him that he was the actor in The Fugitive, or JD sees, is watching The Fugitive and is like, Oh, yeah. You're the actor from The Fugitive. And the janitor's like, No, I'm not. <laughs> Something like, yeah, something like that. that. Kind of vaguely reminds me of the one where um, Brian is insisting that he was in Die Hard. (laughs) Where he was the cop in Die Hard. Yeah. Or no, he was was he one of the FBI agents? He made like a joke or something. I don't know. It was and they 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 cut it out. Yeah. Uh, This this has the classic dialogue between Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford, where he's like, "I didn't kill my wife," and. Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. <laughs> well, shouldn't you? I mean, I guess Tommy Lee Jones, his whole job is just to get him back. Right. Doesn't uh, matter do, whether he killed anyone or not. He broke the law by escaping. But my you, question is legally, and if our, any of our lawyers that are listening, would you still get a, if, okay, if you could prove that you were innocent, would you still be arrested and go to jail for escaping on a charge that was bogus in the first place? Well, he was already convicted at that point. No, my point is, though, He's convicted, but you can get a conviction overturned if you have new evidence to exonerate yourself. So because. Oh, so by the end of the movie, should he have been able yeah, to just like, walk is away? Is he still in trouble for escaping if the charge and conviction was overturned? Uh, I, I, I feel Any lawyers, like, please. I feel like you, you do get in trouble for that in like non non movies or TV shows like you still you still were. At that time, escaping the law. Yeah, at that time, I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Oh, Julianne Moore and Steel like, Award. I didn't know. I'm, that. I'm sure. I'm sure they would probably waive it or something to that extent. But like, because he he wasn't responsible for killing the the driver and like most of the convicts on that bus. Yeah, uh, it was the other people. But interesting yeah. that Tommy. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll let you read the the blurb. Uh, the Fugitive is 1993 American action thriller film based on the 1960 television series of the same name created by Roy Huggins. The film was directed by Andrew Davis and stars Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, after being framed for the murder of his wife and unjustly sentenced to death, Dr. Richard Kimball escapes from custody following a bus crash, following a bus crash and sets out to find his wife's actual killer, capture him and clear his name while being hunted by the police and a team of U.S. Marshals. The, the guy who killed his wife was a one-armed man oh. uh, and had prosthetics. And there's a scene where Harrison Ford visits uh, 
a doctor asking about prosthetic limbs and the doctor is played by Jane Lynch. Yeah. I remember that. Um, do you think like if there's a scene where the guy was turned with his bad arm toward them, they would be like, don't worry, he's unarmed. And then he turns around and then he's armed. No, I don't know if it was, if, if, if they eventually made the spoof of this movie, then yes. And it's possible that made it into a scary movie five or six at some point yeah, or four, maybe even three. <laughs> uh, the Fugitive premiered in the U.S. Uh, and was a critical and commercial success, grossing $370 million against a $44 million budget. It's the third highest grossing film of 93 domestically. And uh, yeah, uh, Jones got an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. And it was nominated for seven Academy Awards. Yeah. Oh, wow. When Tommy Lee Jones is a supporting actor, that that's a movie right there. Right. Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, great supporting. <laughs> great supporting role for him. He went from this to Batman and Robin. <laughs> I, I feel like, is this the one at the end where they're in like some sort of a weird. Like, like, where, where, does it end in like a warehouse full of, of gravel or something that, that i don't remember the i mean the one scene that i really remember is when harrison ford's at like the um he's escaped into like a storm drain that leads to a dam and he's like at the end of like a runoff uh, at the top of the dam and uh tommy jones is uh like trying to arrest him and then instead of being arrested he just jumps off of the dam run off and somehow survives a giant fall into the, into the water below. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Yeah. And like, you can see, you can see his dive, which looks like he just would hit head first into the concrete below him. And then you see the rag doll that they threw off the, off the actual runoff in the wide shot, just being like, like the legs are just like, completely uh, wrapped around the body at one point. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> we, we take computer graphics for granted these days <laughs> with what they can do. Yeah. Um, that's frightening though. Could you imagine chipping off of that? No, you would die. <laughs> so I just need to tell you this, uh, apparently, and I'm not sure. Apparently. Wow. There was a remake of The Fugitive with Kiefer Sutherland. What? It was a short series. What? And it was like critically panned. Pa- it's moderate. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to watch this trailer now. I don't remember that at all. What, was it the late 90s? No, it was 2020. <laughs> what? Oh, like, huh? I can't find much information on it. Maybe COVID strike. Yeah, uh, Keeper Sutherland Struck. was in all 14 episodes. 14 episodes? Yeah. Wow. Uh, he keeps getting typecast. I thought he was still on that uh, one where he's like the last government <laughs> official and becomes president. Oh, yeah. Designated survivor. I like that this. User reviews, 86. Top review. Wow. So very bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's more after that. But that's the title. <laughs> Um, I don't know yeah. what network it was on. This is, I can't figure it out. Uh, maybe it was a streaming service. Oh yeah. Quibi. Oh God. Quibi's dead. So it's now on Roku. Well, I'm going to watch it. 
Uh, if, if, if you can. Uh, yeah, true. I think I think Roku bought all of this, the, the Quibi originals, but I'm not sure. Quibi's a terrible name. Oh, it's gone. Good. That was that was the one where they're like, "Oh, you'll want to watch like uh, short clips of TV series in uh, portrait mode on your phone." I don't want that. No, no one, no one wanted that. it. No one wanted it. <laughs> Therefore, and, and they bought some good original series for it, and no, no one watched. And uh, a like ninth or tenth season of uh, Reno Nine One One. Oh. Uh, shall we move on to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Sure. Mighty Morphin. Uh, I, will, I, as usual, have nothing to say about this. To be fair, this is like the f- third or fourth time we've talked about it. I feel like I've covered it enough on the show. Uh, barring I don't spin off and have my own Power Rangers podcast. Um, uh, never, never been to Power Morphicon. Just saying. Uh, Wow. I don't know That's where I'm a going. thing. It is a thing that exists that people go to that are our age or older. We're not casting judgment here. We're just saying that that is a thing that exists uh, because it touches you deep down, the Power Rangers. It's a, it was a good, not in that way. Um, the original series, uh, I, I, I think it may have just wrapped up this year because I don't know if there's any planned series after, after. just 86 seasons it's <laughs> finally no I don't. pretty much uh i think they're on 20 i think they're well duh 93 to 2021 that's uh math that isn't hard 30 years nearly 30 years in 28 years what is it law and order svu <laughs> But uh, I exactly I haven't I haven't seen any plans for it. well technically they they skipped one season because Disney Plus just redid or not Disney Plus ABC Family just redid the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in 2010 they just took the old footage and added like comic graphics for the transition uh, is it about time for a dark gritty reboot they did that in 2017 oh dang and it was basically back Breakfast Club. Uh, with the Power Rangers at the end, yeah. Um, so that one failed at the box office, and I think Hasbro, who now has the rights to the series, is is trying to make another reboot of the Power Rangers. Wow. Um, well, because the problem with the the last movie, well, another movie, because the problem with the last movie was that um they they gave them alien looking Iron Man suits instead of just like better power ranger looking suits you know like why 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 try to steal from marvel slash make it look weird uh, can you google uh power rangers 27 2017 2018 the movie yeah you're right they're like oh they're freaky yeah not not good not good design I don't know who 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 at Lionsgate. Uh, no, they look like aliens. I mean, that's that's the idea, I guess. For some reason, Brian Cranston played Zordon. No, Brian. Well, you know, he was one of the one of the voices of the original, um, like alien monsters. I think like one of the iconic alien monsters, the pig pig guy. Oh, it is Brian Cranston. That's freaky. Yeah, and yeah, they do nothing to his face except to make him into one of those. Uh, do you remember as a kid, you had those um, 
pin uh, drawing. Like, yeah. Yeah. He just like, tries to sell them meth. <laughs> just say no to drugs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, Alpha 5, who looks terrible in, this as, in that as well, was played by SNL actor uh, Bill Hader. Got it. Yeah, oh, okay. So, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I. Um, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in my love for the Power Rangers, go back to further previous episodes where we talk about it. You'll, you'll find it. Uh, we talked about Power Rangers movie just recently, uh, Turbo Power Rangers movie last year around this time. And uh, I list off all the Zords I had at one point because I think we talked about Power Rangers in space. Anyway, uh, instead of talking more about the Power Rangers, I thought we should just take a quick BuzzFeed quiz. All right. Um, this one is which power did I not send it to you? No, you which Power Ranger would you have been back in the 90s? Yes. Perfect. Um, shall we start? Yes. Uh, which group did you hang out with in high school? The nerds, the jocks, the popular kids, the loners, the band geeks, the student council. This is it. a tough one. Oh, because you didn't actually hang out with student council. You just were no, in it. No, I was that. And then I kind of the nerdy, lonery types, which are usually one and the same. Ooh, uh, I don't know how many differences. I think I I'm mean, going student council. Yeah, I, 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 I floated between the nerds and the loners. I, I would say loners. All right. Pick a 90s movie. Terminator 2. She's all that. Titanic. Fight Club, Clueless, and Independence Day. I'm going to select Independence Day. I'm going to select Fight Club. Uh, Somebody calls out for help. What do you do? Take charge and immediately go help the person. Make a plan to rescue them. Run away. Get your friends to come help. Ignore the person. (sighs) Yeah, that's a hard one. I I would walk away briskly. In order to find help. Uh, exactly. Um, but that's what I would do. If someone actually called out for help and they were, I, and they were legitimately in trouble, I would take charge and go help the person. Fair enough. But comma, if they were say a crazy person saying they needed help, I would just ignore them. But I, I, I want to say I would take charge and immediately go help the person. I would probably make a plan to rescue them, which is which is out of all of these things. You'd probably make a plan to uh, recover their body after yeah. they've been killed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it really depends <laughs> on the situation. I, I, I will. I'm going to say to help the person. Uh, pick a 90s song. Wonderwall, baby, one more time. Mbop, I'm too sexy. Waterfalls or smells like Teen Spirit. Mm. None of the above. <laughs> uh, I mean, what am I picking it for? To listen right now, I would probably go with uh. To listen to right now, I would probably listen to Britney Spears because it's so topical. Yeah, I'm going with spells like Teen Spirit, I guess. Fair enough. Um, 
If you could choose any animal to be your Zord, which would you choose? Giraffe, dolphin, snake, polar bear, elephant, or bat? Um, um, and, and what does the Zord do? The Zord is the big uh, machine thing that they oh, pilot shoot. that turns into the polar bear. bigger thing. Polar bear. Absolutely. Um, Wait a second. Well, no, sorry. Tell me your choice, and then I'm gonna say as well. I'm probably I would probably go with an elephant zord. That sounds like tanky. Is ignoring a person in need of help really a trait that any of the Power Rangers have? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point. Sure, who that would correlate with? Anyway, uh, maybe next Billy. question. Or no, maybe maybe like maybe Tommy. I don't know. Uh, choose your weapon: a bow, an axe, a power sword, power dagger. Sorry, what, what were we doing? The power blaster or a ba- blade blaster? Um, wow, that went weird quickly. I'm going with the blade blade blaster. Uh, I I was also going to pick a blade blaster just because it's both a gun and a sword, but maybe I go with the sword. Uh, if you had to take on one villain, who would it be? Ivan Ooze, Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, Goldar, the putties or Rita Revolto. Um, Rita Repulsa looks like the easiest to kill. So <laughs> she's a witch. Eh, I'm choosing it. Uh, I'd pick Goldar just because he is the easiest of the. Well, maybe Rita would be. Well, Putties would be the easiest to kill, but uh, he would be the most epic to take down. Ooh, snap! So what'd you get? I got the Green Ranger, and there's no blurb. <laughs> I know there's no blurb. Like like. This is the random ranger we decided that you are for no apparent reason. I get the red ranger. Nice. I don't know uh, what that is. He's the leader. That's Jason. Um, uh, I got, student he, council. That was, the, that was that question. Apparently, even though I don't think he was on student council. I literally uh, said run away. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I and you also said blade blaster his 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 thing is a sword he has the power sword um so interesting interesting buzzfeed quiz uh green ranger red ranger that's impressive we we both got the leaders of the team and together we're the christmas rangers <laughs> I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you the power shield sometime i assume Back in the back in the day, anything any Power Rangers equipment, you just put power in front of everything. So yeah, it's it, like rock with the uh, Flintstones. Yes, the rock exactly. sword, the exactly. rock blaster, <laughs> and we are the Rock Rangers. Uh, anything else for August nineteen ninety three? Nope. I'm. I pretty much didn't know much about this episode. So oh, you're gonna love next episode. There's absolutely nothing that I know about. So <laughs> all right, yeah. Tune in next cool. week, everyone, because that's it for this week's edition of Namely 90s. Remember, you could find new episodes out every Monday. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely 90s with 90s or find our personal accounts at B. Schwitty and at Namely Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at Namely or at Patreon.com slash Namely 90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Power Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, <laughs> iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts at. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we will catch you next time.
Oh, end recording.